0: Hence optional, Human Books Online, shares real and raw stories, the ups, the downs and everything in between. This is true authenticity. Well, hello, my name is Teresa Franks and welcome to my story i'm a human book today and my story name for you is called lofty now the word lofty is well it was a nickname that my grandfather gave to me when i was young because i'm tall so i'm lofty and my dreams and hopes are lofty too so my book is called lofty Welcome to chapter one. I've got some cards here, so I'm going to read off them. It says, your name and any other personal details. Well, my name is Teresa Franks, as you know. So personal details, family and interests. I'm originally from Gunnedah in country New South Wales, which is a little country town, uh, down and out, I like to say and um, a lot of people say I'm down and out too, but that's okay, we'll ignore them because that's not true. Um, I was raised with a single mum, but she moved back to Gunnedah from Sydney to live with her parents. So there was always a house loaded full of people um, because mum was one of 10. So lots and lots of people at all times. Um, It was quite hard for my sister because she didn't get on very well with with those grandparents, but um, I was little with blonde hair, big brown eyes, cute dimples. (laughs) It's all good for me, (laughs) still. Um, And then my other grandparents, which were my dad's parents, they were artists and they were just the best things ever. Interests, well, I love to travel, but I'll talk more about that later. Um, What else do I do? I don't play any phone games at all, ever little bit a little bit maybe <laughs> all right maybe i'm obsessed and i draw paint art play the piano like to take long walks on the beach with the dog and um here he is this is my grandson nelson hello nelson hello <laughs> give everybody a wave oh just sorry <laughs> sorry sorry i just showed you a bit started You can sit there with Nonna if you like. So I know he's like, yeah, I'm bored with you. Or not. Get comfy. We'll get comfy. There we go. You can help navigate the story. So I do have a daughter as well, and she will come down soon and have a talk to you, I'm sure. Let's hope, because she's a bit cute. (laughs) So a brief rundown of what I do now, or am I planning to accomplish in the future? I can't even read today. So, okay, so what I do is I'm an artist. Um, I've always been an artist. So I've been drawing and painting since I was a little kid. And now, um, as well as doing that, I'm also a graphic designer, qualified, and um, I have a diploma. And I'm also an airbrush artist. So I have lot of different mediums. So I do acrylics and uh, drawing with pencils, markers, ink. Um, I paint in acrylics. I've been really, really lucky that I've been a finalist in many um, Australian competitions, um, including uh, the Linden Art Prize down in Melbourne, the Victor Harbour Art Prize in South Australia. A couple of others can't think of any. Oh, Brisbane, um, art Prize as well, so I've been really, really lucky with um, with my work, and those were all with airbrushed um, paintings, so I was really, really proud of that because I, my sister only taught me to airbrush um, about four years ago. So um, my first art, at, um, art competition where I, I was a finalist was um, probably only uh, about three months, three or four months into it, so I was pretty impressed with myself pretty chuffed so oh i can't see nelson where's my glasses (laughs) he's got nothing (laughs) where are my glasses yeah i'm going face stupid so i'll talk more um in the upcoming bits about what i'm planning to accomplish in the future because world domination is certainly up there um i'll talk more about how i want to do oh sorry more about how i want to do that later <laughs> i make myself laugh. I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, there's nobody else around. Is <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> no, nah, they got nothing. So that was chapter one. And I'll bet you're enthralled already. <laughs> so chapter two is chapter two, background. Family dynamics, values... Oh, I've got a hair. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, there it is. It was fluff. Maybe that's from old age. <laughs> Who knows where that came from? Fam- <laughs> Nelson? Nelson, did you give me the fluff? Was that from you? <laughs> Maybe not. Mm, he's innocent. Family dynamics. So... I think I've told you about my family dynamics. Did I tell you I've got a sister as well? She's an artist. So she lives up here on the Gold Coast with me. Um, We've been up here since about 1991 and we came... Oh, it's so funny because um, we were living in Port Macquarie and we'd like... When I left home, I went down to Sydney and I worked in the public service for many years and that was a bundle of fun because, um, gosh, if that doesn't stimulate your creative um, juices, I don't know what will. So then I left there, left Sydney after many jobs. Um, the funnest was a video store, but that's that's all good. Um, and then I moved to Port Macquarie and had my first um, chance to travel overseas when I went to Port Macquarie to Bali and that was so much fun. Um, and that I think ignited the bug in me, the travel bug, not the other one. <laughs> and then I moved, oh, Sharon and I, that's my sister, who's also an artist, um, we were at the pub one day and she had a particularly bad marriage. So we um, <laughs> we were had a couple of drink and we tossed a coin, and heads was you know like sunshine coast. Tails was Gold Coast, and here we are, sunny Gold Coast, and it is sunny today. So within a week we moved, and it was just the most bizarre thing because um, when you put your mind to stuff like you oh i can't believe that we we did it all within a week like two young girls i think how old would i have been probably 25 20 yeah 20 no 26 25 i don't know 25 26 and so she was a little bit older and i have no idea to this day how we did it but we have achieved some miraculous and amazing things in our lives and um we're truly very brave when you when you like look back and you think about stuff you've done and some may call it bravery some may call it stupidity whatever way it worked we're sticking with it (laughs) so here we are on the gold Coast. values oh my god like I'm I'm um, I'm quite um, out there I go like and I don't yeah I don't like rules I hate rules I hate I hate people telling me what to do don't tell me what to do because if you do I won't do it or I'll do something totally different Or I'll do, yeah, if you ask me not to do something because I'm annoying you, I might just do that more. And then that's really annoying because, like, then that's really annoying. And then, like, that's really annoying. (laughs) Um, But when it comes down to it, I'm also, like, really strict by the rules as well. Like, some things I'm not and other things I'm like, oh, no, oh, my God, you can't do that because of the rules. Not lately, but sometimes. (laughs) Support, um, I think my sisters um, and, and oh my God, I've got the best bunch of friends. I have a group of girls that I worked with uh, when I first came up here and um, we worked together for probably uh, close to uh, 10 years for some of them. But now we've known each other for, oh what's that, 26 years I think or something. And we all just, we get together uh, well, at least once a month sometimes. We did. In <laughs> fact, two of them. I was um I was doing Instagram chat with this morning. One's in Canada and one's on the Gold Coast. So we were all just having a chat this morning. And um, so I've got a really good support network around me. Um, now with the Couch Out Loud as well. Ah, oh, there's some people in there that you know are just wonderful to have around you because you get to speak to like-minded people. And I think that's really important as a create important as a creative, um, because Sometimes you just get blocked and sometimes people just don't get you because you're a little bit bit of a nutter sometimes and sometimes people think you're just um stupid and dumb. A lot of people think I'm dumb and that because because I'm stupid and I'm yeah, very much the opposite. And I'm a bit of a potty mouth, well very much a potty mouth, in fact, and I actually learnt that the more of a natural potty mouth Potting mouth you are the smarter you are <laughs> Ducks, duck quacks don't echo watch that show um, and my daughter is oh my god she is just the biggest support she's 16 now and um, and she's Sheridan <laughs> oh my daughter is just oh she's coming I can hear I can hear footsteps <laughs> da, da, da. Da. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh Here's my child. (laughs) Hello, this is my mini me. Hello. Except now she's not mini. She's more like maxi me, except I'm maxi me now too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I've dragged this poor child all around the world and made her do things that have just made her cry. Remember on the boat when we made you walk out on the gangway that hung out over the ocean? And she just cried terrified, and we like, do it, (coughs) do it. Yeah. And she did, well, she didn't the first time, but she went back and did it, and she was so proud of herself, and yeah. we were proud of her. Yeah, she didn't fall off, but you know, neck minute. <laughs> 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 but she's been a massive support, haven't you, darling? Sure have. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's my baby. Yeah, that's your mama. <laughs> um, oh, influence, oh my goodness. Um, There are some artists, what I love to death, and probably my biggest artistic influence is Salvador Dali. Oh, my God. I went to see a surrealist exhibition in Brisbane not long after I came up here, Um, and Salvador Dali there was my favorite painting, which is The Persistence of Memory, and it was there, and I just, like, seriously stood there crying because that's what I do. Um, whenever I have like dreams that come true and, and I'm overwhelmed, I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. but it's not just that pretty cry, you know, like <laughs> how some people on maps and stuff, go, oh, 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 oh. no, mine's like, oh, 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 oh. you know, and the whole chins and the mouth goes and it's just, it's brilliant. I love it. And because, um, the best thing about it too, is that my eyes stay puffy for like two days after it, you know, and I get like the slits and the puff, So it's like a billiard ball. So I'm a very attractive woman when it comes to crying. <laughs> Probably why I never made it as an actress, although character, you could do character, couldn't you, Nels? Anyway, so surrealism, <laughs> yes darling, you would support me, wouldn't you, Yeah. are. But um, yeah, surrealism, um, I just love, I love colour and I love, um, I love weird, weird stuff being like everywhere. and yeah, and and it was really funny because um people stood next to me at um, the exhibition, and it was when I was looking at Salvador Dali's, he has a phone, like a real old phone with a lobster as for the handset. And um they were, I think it's called Pandora's box or Pandora's, I can't remember anyway. Whatever it is, it was really funny because these people are standing there going, oh goodness, and this is what he was thinking of when he did this and oh yes, and I thought, what were you there? Were you there? Really? It's probably just a phone with a lobster on it. Cause that's what I would do. Sometimes I like putting meaning to stuff and other times, do you know what? I just like to do it. <laughs> Cause that's how my head is. It's, I don't like to have reasons for anything, but surrealism's big. It's up there. And that, and that affects my, yeah, my choice of color and subjects and throwing stuff in where it probably shouldn't be. And, yeah, things are a little weird sometimes there. And people go, hmm, what was going on in your mind that down I'm like, probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Expectations. Oh, really, I have a lot of expectations on myself because um, I'm, I'm a real perfectionist too. And I think this is um, – I think probably a lot of artists are perfectionists. And, um, yeah, I, I could probably – Be at a painting, and I could probably go back to a painting like 10 years later and go, Oh, that bit's really annoying me, and then have to fix it. And then once I start, I could just paint it for years more. So you've got to just stop. You've got to go, No, that's enough. Stop. So the only expectations that I have probably are on myself, and they're pretty high, yeah, but that's not good. Oh gosh, I'm only up to oh, chapter two, chapter two continued. (laughs) Oh, I love how I took my glasses off. I'll go back there now. And I'll, and I'll sit there and I'll go, interests or passions. And then i go, I'll put my glasses on. I know, you've seen it before. I know. I know. Interests or passions growing up that are integrated into your life now. Well, that'll be drawing. <laughs> that'll be drawing. Um, and fairies, duh like because we used to go out into the forest because my grandparents on my dad's side, um, Nana was obsessed with fairies too. And, uh, and so we used to go for field trips out into the forest and we just walked through the forest and um, Pop would take out his butterfly catching net and he'd like catch butterflies. And he had um, built a, a whole room out the back of um, like, sorry, a whole building, which was just a room um, out the back of their house, and he called it the Opera House, but it was just like a wooden box building. Oh, good job, And um, and he just had like um, cabinets of butterflies that he caught all over the place, and they were just and and whilst I found it really cruel for him to kill the butterflies, oh my God, walking into that room was Just the most magical thing because they were just so beautiful, and he he just put them out with such love and care. It was just even though he killed them, but that's okay. But Nana fairies, oh my goodness! So we used to go to the woods and hunt for fairies and and um, mushroom rings. So one of my paintings that you'll see on my website, which I'll give you later. has a painting of me called Waiting for the Fairies and what that and that was one of my Archibald entries uh, a couple of years ago and it's a most of my paintings are like big massive things and it's called Waiting for the Fairies because I'm sitting under a couple of mushrooms and I've got my sketch pad and I'm just waiting for the fairies so that I can draw them and that's yeah my whole life has been Waiting for Fairies but I love that so passions passions fairies Anything fantasy. Well, not anything fantasy, but (laughs) Mm -mm. awkward. (laughs) Don't listen. (laughs) Um, So they're all integrated into my life now and my imagination because, yeah, like we were seriously kicked out of the house, you know, first thing in the morning. You have your breakfast and then it's like, go out. Don't be inside the house. Get out. Come back when it's like dinner time. We'll call you. Don't come back until then. And we're like, Okay, so we had to make our own fun, you know, like, oh my goodness. I remember we had a trellis out the back that had wine, uh, what do you call it? vineyards, grapes, all the back. So we'd get the old bedspreads and there was like a big saw, a big circular saw and a big long bench that my pop had used to cut up wood to build the house originally. And so we weren't allowed to touch the saw though, that was, damn, <laughs> <laughs> could have done some damage to the cousins <laughs> then, I can tell you. <laughs> So we used, to, we used to put the things up and we'd have like little tent cities and we used to have like little rooms and we'd sneak around and have, you know, we had a cement mixer and I couldn't work out how I couldn't make cement in it even though I'd turn that damn thing a hundred times and there were stones in there. I don't know what I was doing wrong, but you know, probably best I don't make concrete in the backyard. <laughs> so I guess the fact that I had to use my imagination and I had to entertain myself, And you know, not like kids today, well, except for my child who's now off sewing. Um, Yeah, most kids today, if they don't have a device in their hands, they can't entertain themselves and they can't interact with other people. And we were really lucky that we had to go and do those things because otherwise I really wouldn't be who I was, which is, I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) could be either. (laughs) Chapter two, end. Chapter three, struggles and barriers. <laughs> I don't have any. I got, yeah, I don't, oh, barriers, yeah. Struggles, internal struggles. I did, um, probably last year. Oh, getting dim. <laughs> last year, um, I probably had more internal struggle than I've had in a very long time. Um, and we were just having trouble, um, Yeah, my internal speak uh, was going a little bit, you know, skew if and I was being nasty to myself and calling myself names, you know, like, you're fat, you're ugly, you're horrible, you're stupid, nothing you ever do, you know, will work. And I think some of that actually came from like, like my childhood and the fact that, you know, being very creative and being very arty, um, we were always told that, um, Sharon, my sister too, we are always told that you'll never make it as an artist and you'll never, you know, it's just dumb things. And I wanted to be an actress at one stage. Well, you know, as everybody knows, actresses don't make money. So that was, you know, discouraged. Um, I went to one interview at a university and got knocked back because funnily enough, there were like um, 10 positions and 400 applicants. So unfortunately, I missed that one. And my mum said, well, that's good because now we don't have to go down that route anymore because, you know, as everybody knows, you can't make it in acting. So that was all very good. So I went and joined the public service instead, (laughs) which was her dream, obviously not mine. (laughs) But what was the... Oh, so there was a struggle. And I think those internal, you know, messages that you can't make it and, oh, that's really stupid, I think some of those that came from her fears, you know, somehow started to... When I perceived myself to be, you know, failing, which I wasn't, um, but when when I saw that I thought I was failing, those little voices came back in, and they got really, really loud at one stage, and um, and so I was quite worried and quite, um, I wouldn't say depressed, because I don't believe in depression. I believe, I I believe in a lot of cases depression can be a choice. And I believe you have the choice to get out of it if you want to. And the same with anxiety. You know, if you stop and you breathe, um, you're going to be okay. You know, when Sheridan was a little girl and she was feeling anxious, I used to play a little game with her. And so I would get her to close her eyes. And inside, I'd tell her to go to her photo album of her Minds photo album, all the wonderful things things that we had done together and so I'd get her to flick through so she would sit there and together we would do this and I go have you picked one yet that you like and she's like no so we would keep looking through the mental images in her mind of fun happy times until she found one that would make her happy in that moment and that's one of the best things I think I've ever taught her and I still do it today. And if I'm feeling down, <laughs> oh, there's one now. I could go, yeah, look, there's Nelson. Photos <laughs> of Nelson. Oh, that's a cute one. And look, I'm happy again. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Leave your ear alone. Oi, oi. I'm like the dog whisperer. <laughs> More like the dog yeller. <laughs> Nelson! <laughs> My neighbors used to hear me and they go, Oh my lord! Those poor dogs and <laughs> dogs and children. i like, Sheridan, yes, Yes, She's dead now, but don't worry, she's still on the piano. And <laughs> <Aren't> your pushy? <laughs> she doesn't say much anymore. Makes <laughs> it <laughs> that, better for me, worse for her, I think. <laughs> so, so that's probably been. Ah, oh, look, you know what. Because I've had lots of struggles over the years and lots of barriers. And the guy that wrote, I think his name is Jack Canfield, who wrote uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, says, if you've got struggles and barriers, do you know what? Everybody does. So that's just your, so what? So you can, you know, we've all got the story and I could tell you my grim and dismal shit that's, you know, and it's been horrible. I've had really, really horrible times. I've never felt like committing suicide, and it's just my so what, so you go, ah, oh, dust yourself off, pick yourself up, and get on. Well, that's what I did. <laughs> Sometimes I did a bit of <laughs> Sometimes a couple of drinks helped. <laughs> but, um, look, got me through, oh, through my late teens and beyond. I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a goth when I was at, that was before, before the goths came into being. I was a bit of a goth and I only wore black. I don't know how it happened. Um, I just went to the cupboard one day. I'd I'd moved in um, with my sister, like when I moved. She'd already moved to Port Macquarie and I left Sydney and moved to Port Macquarie to live with her because she was um, going through a bit of a hard time. And she had this bloody white cat named Evie. I called it Evelyn because Evelyn! (laughs) And the cat hated me and that was all good because I hated the cat too. Well, kind of, yeah. So she would go. And sleep on all my black stuff, and she was white, and so I'd go to the cupboard, and literally all my stuff would just have like white hairs on it. And that's when I realised that I was a bit of a goth, because I only had black and <laughs> And I'm like, oops, not good. But they called me widow because <laughs> because I um, I used to only wear black, and so there was a running joke that I'd killed off. So if anybody you know trying to get onto me at the at the nightclubs, all my friends would go. Don't do it. We call her the widow (laughs) because she's killed off five men already. (laughs) So, yeah, so never getting any men there, I can tell you. Chapter three continued. Barriers that you have been confronted with. Peer pressure, societal restrictions, personal identity. Um, Look, I had a bit of peer pressure when I was at school. Um, Probably, you know, same as everybody else because I didn't fit in, but I just used humour to deflect them all. And I was really lucky. Um, I was friends with, like, because I'm, I'm smart too. So, I was friends with the smart kids. I was friends with the dumb kids. I was friends with the um, drugos. I was friends with the sports kids. I just, yeah, it was a small country town and we just, yeah, look, we'd we'd known each other, uh, most of us, since primary school. So, um, there wasn't, well, probably because I was skinny and they did used to call me lucky, lucky legs, lucky they don't snap off and stick up your bum. (laughs) 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 Rated. Pardon my mouth, North. Societal restrictions. I think the thing that annoys me most is just that, still to this day, is um, the lack of power that a lot of women in the world have. And um, that was brought home to me when I took Sheridan to India about two years ago. And um, it was really interesting we went with a woman um, named Lauren and she was one of the first she was an American woman and she was a um, biochemical engineer married to another biochemical engineer and she was of an age where she was one of the first women in Australia um, to ever fight the um, maternity leave things uh, case and she won so Maternity leave in Australia is mainly due to her fighting it, um, because she was not going to get any wages, and she was a highly, yeah, highly paid woman. Um, and so she was saying to Sheridan that there's something like one percent of women in the world are free, and and the rest really don't have an awful lot of rights. And that just, that just really brought it home to us. And we saw a lot of women in India. Um, that just, yeah, had had were totally like blending into society, you know. They'd have like shit over their faces because um, their husbands didn't want other men to look at them and, you know, it's just, mm. oh, they don't have a say and they don't have a voice and, you know, they're not allowed to be schooled and not just there, you know, lots of other places. But I think we're so lucky here and, um, yeah, I've, I've particularly taught Sheridan to be a strong, proud woman who has a voice and not not to be nasty with it and not to be horrible um, and and not to you know be aggressive towards men but to stand up for yourself and to be heard in a nice way and if you don't be heard in a nice way then smack them no (laughs) all right smack them a little no (laughs) struggles and barriers continued a circumstance, person and or environment that was of significance in your life path direction that helped overcome this barrier? Um, I think my grandfather was probably, he was my hero. Um, he'd been a prisoner of war in Changi and um, he, was, he was my hero and he helped me um, overcome a lot of struggles. He was um, of English descent, so he'd come to Australia when he was 17 from Derby. Derbyshire. And um, yeah, he just, he helped me to be strong and, and overcome a lot of things. And he was one of the ones that helped us to use humour um, to do stuff. I climbed to the top of Ayers Rock or Uluru. Um, no, no, when I climbed it, I t- climbed to the top of Ayers Rock because it was before it was Uluru or after or before. Um, and yeah and and we climbed up there and it was just the most magnificent experience and he was just he played um he played the piano and the piano accordion and the spoons and the mandolin and the comb and whatever he would get his grubby little hands on to play you know knives on the countertop he would play and he was just the most amazing man and his wife um, my nana she was um an artist also, but she would, oh my God, she had smock dresses all the time, you know, floral smocks. And I just, every time I see a woman in a floral smock, I'm just like, oh my God, I love you. And she'd walk around with no shoes on. And unfortunately I'm one of those now too. I walk around with no shoes on most places. If I can get away with it, I won't wear shoes. I feel the grounds me sometimes. Um, Yeah, I just need to feel, I just need to feel the earth. But Nana, and she used to sew, and she used to, um, she used to collect bottles, and she'd smash up different colored bottles, and she'd smash up the different colored bottles, and she'd make paintings. I remember she, there was this one blue piece of fabric, and the top half was sewn, and it was a man and a woman dancing, and so she sewn the woman's face, and you know, with fabric and, and embroidered around the edge and, and the top of her dress. And then the woman's ball gown was all made out of coloured glass. And it was just the most divinely beautiful thing. And then she would get, um, on some of our trips out to the forest, she would get um, bark. So um, then she would come home and she would make little um, paintings of bark. um, Well, paintings out of bark. So there'd be like, you know, scenes of aboriginals in the forest with, you know, holding their spears and that sort of thing. And it was just, she was just amazing. So I think they're they're probably the ones that steered me the most in my direction of art and they're probably two of the ones that had the most significance for me they helped me overcome so many barriers and and i quite often feel like they're with me still like um it's really quite odd we have um my sister and i we have like little signs and signals for them and um like we have a thing about numbers too so if we see the ones, you know, like 111, 1-11, 11 you know, 911, 711, whatever. If we see the ones, um, we always know that everything's okay, and it's like our little sign that our angels are watching over us. Um, but feathers, so white feathers in particular, and if it's really quite odd, um, yeah. So often, if Sharon and I are asking each other questions, or you know, we're not sure what to do in life, or I'm talking to Sheridan, and you know got a question or something and we're not quite sure if we sort of say one thing and next minute you know there'll there'll be a white feather fly past and we'll know that that's a sign from Nana that everything's okay and that's the way to go and the same with poppy um, he's he sends butterflies so as soon as I say oh I got the goose bump. Mm. so as soon as I see a butterfly um, that's his favorite like um the monarch you know the monarch butterflies or the blue butterflies they're particularly him so, um, same deal, I, I can, oh my gosh, and I had one yesterday that was like flying around me, like trying to, trying to get on to me, and it was just, it was lovely, it was so mm-hmm. cool. But, yeah, so I I still feel like the, like they're with me. So, they still, like even, you know, in life, in death, they're still helping me overcome a lot of stuff. Because, you know, sometimes you do have doubts, and that's okay, because, like, as long as you do stuff, you know, it's all right, because like, Life can be really scary, but I read this thing once years ago and it said, If life is a movie, then why don't you be the director, the movie star, and the writer and create your own movie? And then, you know, not only the live each day, you know, like it's your last, it's like create what you want it to be. Don't just sit on your lounge and do absolutely jack shit. Get up and go and do stuff, and even if it's one little thing, you know, even if it's one step, you know, somewhere you might randomly meet somebody that will change your life in so many ways, and um, just the weirdest stuff happens all the time. And if you let the universe bring you the weird stuff, you'll it, it'll be okay. Life will be okay, and it should be fun, and it should be an adventure. In my opinion. <laughs> Not in everybody's opinion, <laughs> but mine, because I am odd. Chapter four. Changing my narrative. I had to do that a lot. Um, yeah, and there was one thing that I did. My girlfriend and I used to do this years ago, and it really helped. Um, because there was a, there was a time when Sheridan was eight, and there was a particularly um, bad thing that had happened in our life around that time, and um. My neighbor was with me. And where was I going with that? Oh, and so what we decided to do was we decided that if we had no control over a situation and we didn't know how it was going to be, that what we would do is we would imagine talking to the other person and go, oh my gosh, do you remember that time when we were having so many troubles? <laughs> Doesn't that feel like a lifetime ago? And it all resolved itself so quickly. and so then we've got a mind's image of us saying that to each other and so then if you're having trouble imagining stuff it's not a memory uh, sorry it's not imagination it's a memory so then you can recall it and it really helps you get through stuff and we would also um, start the positive mind speak and so that's what I've been doing lately so you know, waking up in the morning and going to the mirror and instead of you know, because like when I was 24, I was really hot. I like, <laughs> had these long legs and, and one of my girlfriends used to stay, say that um, they started in hell and went all the way to heaven and, you know, and all the boys used to laugh and go, oh, yeah, they do, don't they? And, um, yeah, and just, oh, I was a babe, babe. And then, you know, and then I sort of woke up about, I don't know, about a year ago and just went... <laughs> know and you'd look up to the mirror and and you and you're like this and then you'd be like hang on do you remember when your eyes used to do that and then you're like no and then and what the hell is that what is this i know i used to joke about kevin rudd looking like a puppet sometimes just because of this bit and you know there's karma for you isn't it and it's Yeah, it's my own fault for being nasty to people, seriously. Karma. And then, you know, because, like, I used to joke about people working in tuck shops. Mm. (laughs) So much to love. So much to love. But what do you do? You know? I've just had more of me to love now than I ever did before. And what a lovely girl I am. (laughs) And look, there was a thing in, there was a movie with Roadhouse many years ago with Patrick Swayze that had a really, so if you like Patrick Swayze, it had a very nice shot of his bum in there. So we used to accidentally rewind that bit and go, oh, was that his bum? (laughs) And we used to say to um, my ex-brother-in-law, we'd go, did you see that tattoo on his bum? And he'd go, no. And we'd go, just rewind it and have a look. And obviously there was no tattoo. (laughs) but it would take us five goes to realize, (laughs) oops. Anyway, so there was a woman in the movie Roadhouse, and she said um, that her face was a map of her life. And I've always remembered that. And I look at these poor young girls today who feel the need to be beautiful. And to me, that's not beauty. To me, beauty comes from here and you can feel beauty a mile away and you know you can i went out with a guy once and oh dear lord he was beautiful he was beautiful but he was so horrible on the inside and it was just yeah you know beauty is only skin deep and and real beauty comes from the inside so you know if you want to stick your face with all that shit you know what's the point you know you're gonna go to your grave and you know And not only that, but like if you wanted to be a life portrait, like a life model, yeah, they prefer to paint you if you're like this, Mm. because you've got more character, you're more interesting, you know. And you can tell what a what a person's been through, you know, like that. I'd much rather look like this than like that. Well, some days, (laughs) some days I've uh, hang on. Some oh my God, I've lost my book. Hold hold that thought. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so I guess that's my personal transformation experience. Like I've changed my speak, and the thing is, like, sorry about my glasses going up and down. Um, I think that's the thing too, because I had the biggest artistic block for, uh, you know, a couple of months. And I couldn't get because I had this negative talk going on and you know, it was just it was like Groundhog Day, you know, and every day I'd wake mm. up and it was the same and I and I couldn't feel like I could get myself out of it because this negative talk. And then because the negative talk started, shit started going down. And so the more negative talk, the more my negativity created more negativity and so then the universe was going oh you want more of this Mm -hmm. i've got more of this and so it would give it to me and and so then um i found that once i started to be positive again oh my gosh so many wonderful things started to happen again you know and i i'd contact michelle again you know most wonderful friends would come back into my life that i hadn't seen in ages and um people would talk to me about art stuff and you know, so somebody rang me the other day and asked me if I could do another project for them. Um, we did a um a project um for the couch at um Chermside which is a um it's a cocktail and dessert bar and so we got we did their naked pops at their um front window. So we made them out of plaster of Paris and stuck the um I suppose sticks in it and spray painted it. And now they're at a, a um, display and so many people stand in front of it and get photos taken of themselves. And I go, I made that, that's mine, I'm, I made that. And my sister Sharon helped me. So, you know, like it was a really good project that we did together. And so now Araf has come back to me and said, you know, can you do more? And that's wonderful because I hadn't heard from him in so long, but because I think We'd been being so positive, all these wonderful things and wonderful opportunities are now starting to come back again. So I think the more positive speak you can do, the better. Chapter four, chapter four, changing my narrative. One of the other things that I'm um, hoping to achieve or will achieve in the very near future, I've got a book, a children's book, um, and it's called Goggle Girl, and it's based on my child. And um, there's a very funny photo um, that Sheridan had when she was little with one of her friends and they both came out this day and they had their swimming goggles on like this and it was just the funniest and I think they had their um, um, flippers too so you know they're both standing there like this and so I've made this character called Goggle Girl and um, so in the very near future look out because she's going to be the next Harry Potter <laughs> 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 Well, domination yeah uh, uh, uh. and that's the thing like you can use your creativity for anything you know um i'm using um both illustrations and then turning it into digital art so what i do is i make a drawing and then i take it on to because i'm a graphic designer i'll then take it on to my illustrator program trace it and draw it like it's um yeah like so it's solid so kind of like a um, like a drawn cartoon, I guess. But yeah, then I can, if I don't want the color, don't like the color a bit, I'll just change the color and I can do all different mm-hmm. sorts of things. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cute. Why you feel you've chosen this path? Oh, I didn't really. <laughs> I, I kind of, um, yeah, yeah, no, the path chose me and that's, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Personal thoughts, philosophy, oh dear Lord, travel, travel travel, travel, smile, laugh, have fun. Life is an adventure. When I went to, oh goodness, because um, when you, there's so much fear in the world at the moment, so much fear. And you know, and people are pointing fingers and doing all sorts of things. Um, But like seriously, when you know about other cultures and you meet other people from other cultures, it's not just them versus us, you know. You know people that you either like or dislike, and that's the same in any culture. If they look different, they're just the same as you or me. You know, they all have the same fears. They all have the same whatever. And travelling, you know, if you can get your kids to travel with you, then we have succeeded in getting the next generation fearless, you know, and and rid of all this oh social mm. crap that goes on. And um, And I think, so the travelling for me, I... Um, Like I said, I had the opportunity to take Sheridan to India. And that's another thing that um, with the traveling, um, I get to see so much art around the world. And the more art I see and the more culture and the more things that I see and the more she sees, I'm so inspired. So I come home and, oh my God, India. I had like, um, yeah, four different um, sets of photos. I had selfies with Sheridan and without, uh, photos of dogs. Uh, street dogs, photos of street cows, and patterns. And I've got to tell you, I have more photos of patterns. And I go to everybody. I say, Do you want to see my photos of India? And they're like, Yeah. And they be like, Here's a pattern. And and um, here's another pattern. And like because they were on buildings and you know impact. Uh, every. And here's another pattern. And and look, here's a um, a mogul pattern. And here's a Buddhist pattern, and here's a Hindu pattern. And, you know, people are bored. But now, um, because I've done that, I can use those patterns in my licensing. And so, you know, great for fabrics, great for all sorts of things. So, it works. Um, and all, yeah, I think all of these things just feed off each other. You know, the art is the life, is the fun. And when you're, when you're having fun, you're less, um, you're more relaxed. And when you're more relaxed you're more creative and so when you're more creative you're healthier because because those endorphins that come in when you're being creative are so oh my goodness they really do help keep the depression at bay because you can sit for, i remember i remember doing a painting once years ago and i um i had a girlfriend who had had a um, cesarean and her husband had taken a photo and it was the most, I'm not really into that kind of thing. It was the most amazing photo I've ever seen. And it was like a group of doctors sort of in the background all with their green scrubs on. And there was a light hanging down. There it is, Sneak, there is. <laughs> <laughs> There was a light hanging down. And in the middle of the painting, they pulled the baby up. And so the baby was in the light. And it was just, it was like a, oh! moment and so i painted this painting for her and she didn't know that i'd painted it and um because he he snuck me the the photo and uh, and i took it home and i painted it and it it was the oddest thing because um there was one particular night and i honestly do not remember um i remember starting the painting like that particular night and i'd worked on it um for well i remember starting it. And then I remember doing the last couple of brush strokes And then I looked at the watch and I'd lost three hours. And I honestly do not remember anything in between starting that night and those last couple of brush strokes And I don't know whether I'd channeled something. And I don't know, because my grandfather was an artist and, you know, look, Leonardo da Vinci might have come in and who knows, but I've never done... Like, or I had never done a painting that good until like it, the light in that painting was just the most phenomenal thing. And when you can lose yourself like that, um, you know, with goodness in your heart and love and just enjoyment, yeah, it doesn't matter who comes in. You know, the end result was just amazing. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was good. Because I do tend to be a bit spiritually. <laughs> Future projects. What's the next chap? Well, oh, chapter five. Future projects. What your next chapter might contain? Well, that's definitely licensing. It's definitely um, more painting. It's definitely more drawing. I made a scarecrow here today, so that's good. Um, being a fantastic mother, because you know that's always important. Travel as soon as we can. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um, Yeah, oh, that's what I meant to tell you too. Oh, my goodness. I went to see um, the Reich Museum in Amsterdam. And I saw some Rembrandts there. And they were, like, bigger than me. And the people, and, like, you know, oh, my God. And I just cried. It was just, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, apart from the inside of the pyramid, which was then the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, And there was nobody in there with me that day and it was like red granite. And weird thing is when my marriage broke up, the house that I ended up getting, which had, oh my God, I'd written a list of all the things that I wanted in a house. And this house had all the things that I wanted in the house. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And one of the things was a red granite kitchen and I had a red granite kitchen. So sometimes when Sheridan used to go to bed, I used to go and lie on the middle of my big bench because I had a big bench in the middle. I used to go and lie on that and pretend I was in the pyramid, but don't tell her. <laughs> she can see that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what mummy does when you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely the book. I would love, love, love to illustrate some oracle cards as well. So if anybody's doing any and wants an illustrator, I would love to do that, that would be balls, um, and definitely licensing, and I love doing commissions, so if you want to commission me, but if you, yeah, like if any of you ever want any help, um, I do teach art as well, so I'm happy to teach drawing, I'm happy to teach acrylics, um, what a colour, I'm not so good, but hell, I'll be happy to sit there and, you know, sit and paint with you, We could tell stories. Um, which is what most of the lessons end up being anyway. Um, But I think the more people that can create, the better it is. So I'll give you my website. So my website is www.tfranksdesign.com. My Instagram is tfranksdesign. My Facebook is tfranksdesign. And you can contact me at tfranksdesign.com at gmail.com <laughs> and don't yeah please reach out i i love to help all sorts of people um but yeah be prepared to have fun if you don't want to have fun don't call me <laughs> love you and that was the end of lofty Ch-ch-ch-ch. Teresa franks signing out. This is Michelle, director and producer of The Couch Out Loud. Thank you for listening to Pants Optional Human Books Online. If you would like to see our human books, head over to our socials and YouTube channel.